Welcome to The Rutledge Perspective. I am your host, Laurel Rutledge, and this show is where we talk about the things that are top of mind as you navigate your career, whether corporate or otherwise. The plan is to get you out of your rut and talk you back off that ledge with insights and perspectives on the daily grind. Welcome to the village. Welcome to this week's episode of The Rutledge Perspective, and I am thrilled because this month, so it is November 2020, and I know they say you're not supposed to date your podcast, but I'm going to do it anyway because it's there's a purpose <laughs> for that. Um, it's November 2020, and this whole month of November, I saw that the other day too, this is the month to say no to stuff, is all about power. And so my guest today is going to be someone that you are going to really see what it means to step into your power, to own your power, to take advantage of your power, and to use your power to help yourself. And by helping yourself, you're helping everyone else. So I am excited to welcome Sherry McManus to the Redless Perspective. Sherry, thank you so much for being here. Oh, well, thank you so much. I, I, I love that we met um, and, and it was just so awesome. So I'm so blessed that uh, we got a chance to meet and connect and so uh, wonderful to be here. Thank you. Yeah, this is awesome. Thank you. And I'm going to give you guys a little bit about Sherry. And then um, as always, the notes or her full bio will be in the notes. So Sherry um, McManus is the chief operating officer of Lou Everett Group. And she has a master's in organizational management and 19 years in management, training, teaching, and coaching. And she is skilled and seasoned experience with personal and professional development. And this is what I like. While she is originally from Hyde Park, New York, which is always cool, um, and currently resides in Willow Springs, North Carolina with her husband, um, who is Lou Everett <laughs> of 14 years and two dogs. Um, she also has two grown stepchildren, um, ages 23 and 21. But one of her passions is telling her personal and inspirational near-death story on the result of poor leadership in hopes of positively impacting the leadership landscape. And that is where we're gonna go today because that whole idea of power, power that is given to you because of position versus power that you earn because you're authentic and you're truly a leader, a dictator versus a leader, right? right. So why don't we start kind of like present day? So tell people a little bit about what you are doing at Lou Everett Group. Sure. Yeah. No, thank you so much. Yes. So my husband and I, we are the Lou Everett group. Uh, we are certified executive leadership coaches and corporate trainers. So what we really focus on is leadership development and effective communication for small businesses. We love that space. Uh, we, we love to help to clear back the weeds from, on, from, from the, I don't care where if you are, the solo entrepreneur or corporate C-suite, but that business uh, person, that the decision maker needs to clear back the weeds sometimes. And yes. we are that, that we can help. So as the business owner can really be laser focused into their business to be successful. I love that. And, and that's just such a, a beautiful space. And it's the same with, with my HR stuff, right? That leader, I'm like, I just don't want you to have to write that big check. Just get you to know, right? Let's right. just get that people stuff, you know, together. Um, it's not a necessary evil, right? It's really right. not rocket science. Um, you can do this. Um, right. So so when you look at, you know, what you guys are doing now and getting to that space, as we kind of back up through the journey, what brought you to here and said, we're going to do this and we're really going to help kind of these leaders get to that place where they're clearing away the weeds, as you said. Mm -hmm, absolutely. So what started it for me in particular um, was back in August 13th of 2020, mm -hmm. I found myself in the hospital in the ICU in the burn center uh, mm -hmm. for 10 days. And yeah. we weren't sure if I was going to live or die. 
my poor husband, um, he was dealing, he has his side of his story and, yeah. and, you know, I, I have my fuzziness, but, um, we, I had a, came down with a rare disease. It started mm -hmm. out as a simple cold, then it kept mm -hmm. progressing. And with the good doctors, they found out that I had a rare disease called MERM. And I didn't know what the heck that was. We didn't, we had to do a crash course right. in it. And it's actually, it's a derivative of this, of Steven Johnson's syndrome. Hmm. So with what I had, um, it, everything was attacking my good mucous membranes and mm -hmm. it was revolting. So I had burns from the inside out, um, wow. burns on my lips. Uh, my eyes were completely red, really bad cough, swelling in, the, in my throat. Um, mm. so like I said, it, I got to a point where the whole feeding tube came into play. Uh, oh. it was, it was pretty dire and mm -hmm. you don't know it until you're actually stepping away from it. Right. So, you know, like I said, the good doctors, you know, I was able to, they were able to control some of the damage mm -hmm. that was done. So I survived and yeah, the interesting, Thank God. Of, yes, <laughs> yes. yes. Um, it, it could have, I have minimal damage because of it. Mm but it could have mm -hmm. been so much worse. I mean, you're talking yeah. about death, blind, uh, so, mm -hmm. so many circumstances. Mm -hmm. So I had a newfound purpose when I got out of, uh, out of that in 10 days by mind. Mm -hmm. the, the doctors thought it would be 30 plus days. Yeah, I was determined. So the mm -hmm. reason I share that story is because prior to this, I was in a work environment that was very high sales, very high pressure, which yeah. most of my life, I, that, was, that was okay. I've done multiple right. things in my life. That wasn't the issue. But the issue was, is that a lot of my colleagues and my department mm -hmm. in my department were getting sick constantly. And this is beyond the normal cold, but we couldn't yeah. figure out why. But it was a crash and burn situation. It was constantly go, yeah. go, go all the time. I mean- Leadership at that time was so more focused at the bottom line than they were valuing their employees. Yeah. And it didn't start out that way. Mm -hmm. And I wouldn't have been in that field in what I was doing for a year and a half to two years. Right. But be, be me being the rock star, uh, doing great <laughs> in what I was doing. And, and right. really, you know, I was just that A player that I'm going to do whatever I need to do. But right. here's the kicker. People don't need the unexpectations of working 70 plus hours a week right. and verbal abuse. Right. That's what it boiled down to. And there's so many poor, the more I tell, I share this story, mm -hmm. there's more people that are similar. They're like, oh my gosh, yes. my, my job has affected me in this way or that way. And it can tear yeah. families apart. Absolutely. And it's Absolutely. hard when you're in that to really sit back and be like, well, I'm going to just step away. Right. It, it, right. It's hard, you know, the money or if you're the breadwinner mm -hmm. and, and, and I mean, I get it, but yeah. my husband and I, you know, after that dire situation had that space, as we say, right. Took a moment and be like, what are we doing? Yeah. And he yeah. was in, he's we, he, actually, he was in the same, same um, organization. So mm -hmm. that, that's, that's how funny how you know, we've been together yeah. uh, in our own businesses since 2005 yeah. And we've gone in, this is our space, but we also have done other jobs too mm -hmm. uh, in the same field. He was in the executive C-suite level mm -hmm. dealing with me in the hospital right. <laughs> and seeing this. Yes. And that was even more frustrating because yeah. thankfully he was able to do what he needed to do and they gave him the space mm -hmm. to take care of me. Right. But it was really frustrating when I had to 
go back to work, even though the doctors told me, you know, I think you should work from home. Yeah. And me going to the actual president, because it was a very family-like orient, you know, yeah. you know, family mm-hmm. organization mm-hmm. and had com- great conversations. I'm like, yeah, you know, the doctor said I should really stay home for a little bit because mm-hmm. my eyes mm-hmm. have to get adjusted. And they, she, she looked at me and said, well, we, we just don't do that. Mind you, there's nothing written anywhere. <laughs> right. There's nothing right. written anywhere that yeah. says that. Right. <laughs> and I'm like, okay, but I have a doctor's note. Like, yeah. So it was just, uh, you know, it's really fascinating. So I knew, you know, even prior going back into the fire as I did, I was mm-hmm. like, you know what? I'm like, <laughs> there you of go. Of course. Yeah. <laughs> yes. <That's> all right. <laughs> um, that, you know, leadership is not positional. Right. And it's influence, nothing more, nothing less. Yes. And I took that space and I was able to actually do a, a deeper dive in personal development. Mm-hmm. And, you know, I fell into that trap, which I think a lot of people do as well, where, well, I'm just going to, I'm just going to assume that I'm just going to grow and have yes. the assumption gap, right? We grow yeah. up as little kids and they, and everything just kind of grows and you, you just grow automatically. Mm-hmm. But then you get to a point you realize going, oh, no, <laughs> you no. actually need to, you get to a point and you can go so yeah. far, but you still need to actually start doing some work now. Right. Okay. What books should I read? What should mm-hmm. I invest in? What should I, and it doesn't have to be money oriented. I mean, right. come on, there's so many podcasts and things for free. Oh just, yes. Just listen. Mm-hmm. But here's the kicker. You need to apply. Yeah. Not the shelf right. help book, <laughs> right? Right. It's sitting on my head, it's sitting on a shelf. Um, right. So, <laughs> right. Right. So I had to really deep dive it and and to really enjoy that because I knew I always needed that and I was like, yeah, yeah, mm-hmm. I should because I was in leadership roles before and right. I was like, yeah, I really do that, but I never had the time, I never had that space to do it. Right. So right. God gave me an opportunity. Said, well, yeah. Here you go. Here you go. <laughs> and I was like, yeah. okay. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. And you know, it's a it's a blessing. It really yeah. is. And I thank God and has gone me even closer with that um, yeah. that experience. And yeah. it brought my husband and yeah. I, you know, even we've been in dire situations before, but nothing yeah. as dire as this. Yeah. So we can look back and be very grateful and every day. Mm-hmm be grateful yes. every morning and every night. And now it's, and now it's really understanding of how to give value to others. I kind of always right. did, but this is a little different. This is like, Oh, Absolutely. <laughs> yeah. Well, okay. and that's, I, think, I think what you said, you know, is really important when you think about that leader, right? Mm-hmm. That leader who said, yeah, we don't do that here. You know, for one, for my small businesses with HR, technically you're right. You don't have to accommodate anything. She was, she was absolutely right, right? You don't, you do not have to make an accommodation that creates an undue hardship for the business. That's a technical piece. Mm. But the other piece that people don't think about is your response to situations like that is indicative of your culture mm-hmm. as well as your leadership. Right. And so when you think back on that situation with her and you know, you're just coming out of the hospital, you're coming out of truly a truly near death (laughs) experience. And you're looking at a leader who's like, yeah, well, you know, this is how we do it. And if you can't do that, then you're no longer an A player. You know, I think it's really important for when we talk about power, you're really stepping back and being able to sit in that power and say, but this is not okay. And I actually am more important than this. And leadership 
is there's positional leadership, right? But positional leadership without respect, positional leadership out of fear is actually dictatorship, not yes, leadership. Absolutely. And so talk a little bit about how, tell people how you went through that process of actually saying, yeah, this is not okay. And because it's not okay, I'm actually going to make a decision to do something different and stand in my power to do something different. Maybe take people through your thought process. Yeah. So I knew right from there, I'm like, okay, because of that toxic environment and what it turned Mm -hmm. into, I had a team at that point and I had Uh a team about five individuals and I'm like, I Mm -hmm. am no way going to put my team through what I went through or even about to go through. Now, granted Mm -hmm. the culture was actually getting, you know, pretty antsy. You know, mm-hmm. and, and, in the, and that again, in that toxic environment. Yeah. Um, and my manager, my immediate manager, she knew it. Mm-hmm. But again, it was from the higher ups. They're like, well, right. do what you need to do because this is what we need to do. And I don't care what yeah. you have to do. And I'm mm-hmm. like, no, I, I'm not, <laughs> excuse me, I'm not going to be mm-hmm. the jerk manager. Right. And I stood up and all my other managers were like, oh crap. <laughs> right. <laughs> But, but then they went back, but then they said to me, they're like, oh man, I'm so glad that you said that because I was right. thinking the same thing. And I'm like, well, why don't yes. you stand up? Right. You know what I mean? Like they can't do anything. I'm like, okay, yeah. worst case, that's can fire you. But if you do it in a respectful manner, exactly. they can't say anything. Mm-hmm. So we had mm-hmm. it out and I'll never forget that mm-hmm. moment. And I took my power yeah. back and I'm like, no. And yeah. everybody's like, what? I was like, no. Yeah. You're not yeah. seeing the ramifications of what you're doing to them. Right. And I right. refuse to have that happen. I go, give me time with my team. Give mm-hmm. me the moment so I can actually mold them a little bit. So we can, yeah. you know, because each one's a little different. You can't just right. blanket everybody to be hoorah. The other one needs it between mm-hmm. the eyes. The other one needs a little right. like hands off the whole thing. Right. Mm-hmm. And unfortunately, the style was one way. And I'm yeah. like, that doesn't work for everybody. And they kept pushing yes. the blame. Oh, well, it's their fault. I go, no, it's mm-hmm. not. It's our yeah. responsibility to power and to yes. be leaders in the proper yeah. way to find out what ticks. It's more like, it's a responsibility. When you're in a leadership yes. role, it's a huge responsibility. And you don't Absolutely. know that until you actually have to go through it. Now there's bosses right on that need to be that like, hey, you yeah. need to do this, do this. But mm-hmm. if you truly want to be a leader, and I think this is the best way to explain anybody that's listening to this, mm-hmm. man, that's a responsibility. Yes. And it's a big platform that you can use, use your smarts for evil or use yes. it for the greater good. Yes. And it will, yes. you know, it's the long game, not the short game. And unfortunately, yeah. that's company, which is still in existence, still doing what they're doing mm. in high turnover rate, but it blames everybody else. Yeah. And, and I've been to other organizations like this, oh, but yeah. not as bad, um, mm-hmm. that that's the short-term result. Yeah. The long-term is when you got to mold that a little bit. You got to, you got to do some finessing. Absolutely. Absolutely. And, and that's what I did. I tried, I was like, give me time. Cause they were like, well, mm-hmm. what do you want then? I was like, I need you to back off so right? I can take care of my team and, yes. and let's see that's what happens. What <laughs> yes. That's exactly. what I need. <laughs> yeah. And, well, and, and standing in and, that. Yeah. 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 Saying yeah. it. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And, and, mm-hmm. and I did. And you know, you know how long they gave me, you know, how long they gave me for that? Oh, less than a week. Oh, yikes. Yeah. Less yeah. than a week. And I saw little improvements for each one of them. They were happier. Yeah. I made sure mm-hmm. that they were praised. I made sure that they, I, I right. loved them to death. I go, you know what, this is what's happening. I go, but I show, mm-hmm. I shielded them 
Mm -hmm. I was like, listen, I go, they're not happy with our results. We have this. How can we work as a team? What can, what do we need to do? What do we need to do? You know, kind of Mm -hmm. caress them a little bit, right? Them into it. And then, you know, I could do certain things being there, being our soft little tweaks. I'm like, awesome. Awesome. Yeah. Then the end of the month came and was like, come on, where it is, where it is. And I'm like, no, (laughs) right. Exactly. And and, and had to revert back to, Mm -hmm. you know, that ugly style. And I was, I was so transparent. I was probably a little too transparent with my team, Mm -hmm. but I needed to say what I had to say because it was my platform, my team. And I want to make sure that they were not going to be sick, even though that they are. I mean, I, I can't tell you the number of times where people came to me in tears because of the circumstances. Yeah. Right. And, and that's not okay. <laughs> no, it's not. If half your day is, te- is, 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 is consoling people on your right. team. Right. That Something's is an wrong. issue. Something is Something's wrong. wrong. Yeah. yeah. Well, and like you said, you know, when you, when you're looking at some of those toxic environments and, and someone who gives you a week to fix something like that, that's not real commitment. That is not yet. We're going to give you a chance. That is, I, I just want to give you enough. So you can't, you can't say that I didn't let you try, but it's not, it's not real commitment. And it's that, it's that idea of managing uniformly. You can't manage people uniformly. Because people aren't uniform, right. you know, you can manage consistently. And that's, you know, I've been in organizations. In fact, my last organization, it's, it's very difficult for leaders, especially in family owned businesses and businesses that have been around a very, very long time, yeah. that it's pure inertia that keeps them going well, right? right. It's, it's not really innovation. It's not really, um, it's just, it's just inertia. Um, And if they really, if they really got focused on doing things the right way, they could just explode exponentially, but they're just, you know, they're, they're mired in the way they used to do it. And so I look at some of those organizations, like it's not treating people consistently Mm -hmm. does not equal treating people the same. Right. So if you want to reward someone and you guys give coats and you guys give dinner out, (laughs) who cares? You're rewarding people. The consistency is that you're rewarding people. If you were just saying everybody only gets a dinner or everybody gets a jacket or everybody gets a shirt or everybody gets a, nobody cares about that. And if you have people who are now saying, well, how come they got a jacket and how come we got a, that tells you about your culture. Right. Because the reality is you're rewarding people for jobs well done. And it's about acknowledging that, right? It's about Mm -hmm. acknowledging and being a leader and supporting people with the behavior that you want. And if there is focused on the what and the same, and it's not fair and how come they, and why come I didn't, Mm -hmm. that tells you you've got a cultural challenge. And so how did you now, you know, so now you've gone through, you've had this revelation, you're trying to make it different, right? You're trying to, you're seeing this, (laughs) these little glimmers of light and then it comes crashing down. Yeah. How did you say, you know what? We tried. It's not going to work. I'm just going to step out on faith and just, we're going to have to make a change. What was that tipping point for you? The tipping point for me was the fact that whenever I was walking to my job or mm-hmm. even in the parking lot coming in, I was getting short of breath. Mm. So even though mentally I was strong and just pushing mm-hmm. through, but still being cautious, still like, Hey, I'm not going to yeah. get myself all wound up. I'm just going to be like, yeah. okay, I'm just going to take things in. But then it started mm-hmm. to slip and mm. I felt my, my breathing, like it was like almost like a panic attack, but I've never yeah. had a panic attack, but it was just this mm-hmm. weird breathing. So I thought it was because of what happened to me. Yeah. That's what I thought. Mm-hmm. And I went through 
uh, a pulmonologist and went to, you know, mm-hmm. uh, with everything. And my husband noticed, he goes, you only get worked up even the night before you have to go into work. Yes. yes. I'm like, he noticed it. And I'm like, mm-hmm. oh, I didn't even think because I was thinking about work and what it has to do. What do I got to do? Exactly. You know what I mean? And then your yes. body, it's the body's reaction. Mm-hmm. So that was, that was one moment that I'm like, I, I really had to step away and be like, mm-hmm. I can't breathe. Like I'm, I'm literally breathing through a straw and I've never had that right. happen. Mm-hmm. And I was mm-hmm. like, it's gotta be the connection here. Yes. Um, and I had to, you know, then I start, then my husband, I had to think, I'm like, okay, it's your job that is mm-hmm. causing, even the bipolarologist, my pulmonologist was just like, 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 yeah, it, it yeah. sounds like your job. Yeah, that's stressing. <laughs> so like, that's stressing. Right? Yeah, I'm like that's that's it's pretty hardcore. And, yeah. and they're like, you know, and and you know, so it was the seed that planted it, and I was just like, okay, mm-hmm. I was like, all right. And then I did one step further. Mm-hmm. I actually took um, my manager, and I, yeah. you know, because and I put my actually I gave him um, a month. Mm-hmm. just because of the cycle and the way that the industry right. was I was like well mm-hmm. you know what I'm gonna I'm gonna do what's right and finish out the mm-hmm. month or something mm-hmm. and I said um and they're like well why why you know I was just like let's get HR involved because it was every time I had a meeting it mm-hmm. it it didn't turn it didn't it wasn't on the same playing field right it it just turned into a defensiveness Mm -hmm. and I didn't want to say anything inappropriate and I want to be factual and then my other manager stepped in and I'm just like wait now it's two against one right yeah "Mm -mm." so the my best advice that that was given to me was like Mm -hmm. is to bring it as that mediator for HR Mm -hmm. and Mm -hmm. I was just like fantastic I go I will give you every reason in the book I go Mm -hmm. my true reason and let's bring HR. And they're like, right. oh, okay. I mean, this took a couple of days. So they were of like course. shaking or like, oh my God, what's going on? You know? <laughs> right. And it just kind of like, like it really mm-hmm. gave, again, it sense that power empowerment to myself. Yes. Like I already went through the crying. I already went through that. Oh, yeah. And then the realization and just be like, okay, let's write everything down, mm-hmm. but take the emotions out of it. And I don't know what came over me, but to be objective and factual mm-hmm. as possible, because yes. at first it's going to be a turmoil of the emotions, Absolutely. but then, but something came over and I wrote everything that was like, okay, these are the reasons why I'm out. Mm-hmm. And then mm-hmm. I, I, I wrote them and I talked to HR and everything. So we're in the right. room mm-hmm. and it literally was like two pages <laughs> of stuff that mm-hmm. was like, mm-hmm. this is ridiculous. Yes. And it was a probably an over two, it was supposed to be maybe an hour meeting or so. Right. No, it was, it was like two and a half hour meeting. Yeah. Mm-hmm. It was mm-hmm. so, so impactful. And yeah. I, and thank God that, you know, HR was there because I, right. I called it and I was just like, watch, mm-hmm. this is what, this was going to happen when I say this. And I'm right. like, and, and then like, finally she, you know, she picked it up and she's like, Mm-hmm. Okay. All right. Time out. All right. Yes. yes. <laughs> so I, I felt so empowered to be honest yeah. to in that space. The second time mm-hmm. I felt empowered to not in a mean way. And I, right. you know, I loved my manager immensely. Mm-hmm. She's such a good worker. Um, it's just mm-hmm. unfortunate. It's not her it's right. ours to be. And it's that mm-hmm. dictatorship. And I felt right. sorry. I felt sorry for her because she didn't mm-hmm. make a change in that. And I was like, right. God, you're so much better than this place. I'm like, you yes. don't even see it. I'm like, you're right. so much better. Right. Um, and that was right. heartbreaking. 
but Mm -hmm. you know, I can't change that, but I can change me. Absolutely. And I I didn't want my team to go through this. And I'm like, no. Mm -hmm. Um, So because of what I did and being objective and Mm -hmm. being factual and saying, Mm -hmm. you know, everything like that. And I I was, it was funny because I think during that week I was seeing a lot of Shark Tank. So I said all these things (laughs) and I said, and for these reasons, I'm out. Right. (laughs) That's great. (laughs) Deep down, I was like, Right. <laughs> that's great. Yeah, but that's, but that's the thing. And I, I tell people all the time, I want you to continue to lead with your heart, but I need you yeah. to act with your head. Right. And we, especially as women have a tendency to be really emotional and you can be passionate about something, sure. but when you are emotional, you aren't heard as clearly yeah. and you don't make as clear a decision. And so you need to take that emotion and channel it into action you know, still be passionate, but really be clear. And so if you're at, if, if you, if you can do that, then even if you decide, you know what, I've got to go, but I can't go right now. You can at least, because now you're out of your emotion, right? You are still passionate about it. You still feel it, but you're channeling it into action. You can then put together a plan and you can tolerate more because you see the end game, right? You can have these, these end of, end of position, because I won't say end of career by any means, end of position conversations that are very pointed, very clear, very calm, right? Not ugly, not nasty, not combative, because you are in a place of calm, right? You've really come to that point where it's like, no, this is just what needs to happen. And this is why. And you asked, and I'm going to speak truth to power, about the reasons why and you can do something with it or you cannot but I'm telling you what's going to happen if you don't right and then the decision is up to you because we all have freedom to make a choice Mm -hmm. we are not free from the consequences of our choices right intended and unintended so so you've you've gone through now you've said you know what here's what we're going to do you've gotten HR which is a really good idea especially if you think it's going to be combative as you're leaving definitely need to have that advocate in there with you when you look back over all of this you know Mm -hmm. this I was doing this. I was really good. Type A, right? Type A insecure overachiever, raise your hand, right? (laughs) And so you're doing great work and you're really good at what you do. And you're working all these crazy hours, which at the beginning of our careers, we do that, right? Right. We just, we just do that. You're learning a lot. You're gaining a lot, but there reaches a point where you need to have more work-life integration. Um, And some want that more earlier than others, right? But, but there's a point where you just have to decide what's more important for you. But as you look at all of that, Sherry, Mm -hmm. What would you tell somebody along that journey? What was the biggest surprise for you as you look at all of that kind of movement? The surprise for that was that, you know, it comes a sense of calm, like you're talking about, and the strength and a strength that mm-hmm. I, I knew I was had strength, but I didn't know yeah. how much mm. until you're put in that predicament and yeah. standing up. Now I'm a Taurus, so I'm a bull anyway. (laughs) So, so I'm like, you know, ready to go. Um, But, and my emotions can sometimes get the best of me. However, Mm. I had the awareness knowing that like, okay, take the emotions out of it and let's be Mm -hmm. factual because I'm a disruptor. I mean, any type of disassessment or strength finder, I mean, I'm a disruptor. Mm -hmm. So Mm -hmm. I, I'm going to take a stand, especially for the greater good. Mm-hmm. And I felt mm-hmm. that I didn't get the sense that anybody else, um, yeah. even though they wanted it and they, but they were mm-hmm. too afraid. And I just had mm-hmm. enough. I yeah. just had enough at that point. 
And I'm mm-hmm. like, why? What's going to happen? Right. Like, you just like throw my hands up. I'm like, what are you going to do? Fire me? I'm like, just because right. I'm being vocal. I'm like, okay, right. fine. <laughs> right. 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 Um, yeah. So it's just, I think the, the inner strength to mm-hmm. find, to be like, gosh, I don't, yeah. I don't know. I don't just when you're on that brink of like, I don't know if I can give any more yes. or I don't know. Yeah. There's always a little bit more. Mm-hmm. And I think that mm-hmm. was probably the most uh, pleasantly surprising that I'm yeah. glad that I stood my ground yes. and I just, I thought that I really felt that this was the right space, right thing. It wasn't just like, well, I could be wrong. No, I no. was not without a doubt in the right in yeah. this circumstance. I love it. I love it. <laughs> and then with that, with that surprise, then what would you tell everyone who's listening the key piece of guidance for them. If they're in this position where they're like, this just is either impacting my health. I've been there, didn't sleep on a Sunday for five years, right? Um, It's impacting my health or it just doesn't feel right. Or I've got to say something, right? I've got to figure out how to stand up because it's impacting my team or it's impacting me. What is the, you know, the one really significant piece of guidance or two Mm -hmm. pieces of guidance that you would give someone who's in that position? Yeah, you know, and there's many women that come to me and they say this to like, but I'm the breadwinner. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And mm-hmm. I have, you know, I have children. Yeah. And I'm like, okay. I'm like, well, you have to think for yourself, obviously. And you got to right. think, I'm like, but is your health worth it? Like right. it's a temporary situation to take a little bit of a cutback, put some sacrifices in. I'm sure there's so many subscription models and TV that we could cut out for a temporary, it's a temporary situation. Mm -hmm. If you look at it as a temporary, it's not permanent that -hmm. things will be better because what happens is that people can end in, in, in what I have in a death situation, people have gone, you know, PTSD and they've Mm -hmm. got some serious damages. I mean, I walked away with some damages, but I mean, thankfully right. I don't, I don't have any type of like mental health, which, mm-hmm. you know, a lot of folks, they do, they got PTSD. Yes. They have, they have some really serious things mm-hmm. that they have to work through. Right. Right. And, you know, I, I, it just, wow. You know, it's just, it's amazing that you really have to do a deep dive on yourself mm-hmm. and be like, well, it, yeah. where, where am I? Where do I need to mm-hmm. be? What, what needs to happen? There's people that I still there to this day and being in that Mm -hmm. environment and bless Mm -hmm. their heart. And I'm like, okay, because the money and the circumstances just outweighed like, well, I'll just deal with it. Right. I'll just deal with it. But yeah, I, it, for me, it it just was not worth it at that point. And it Mm -hmm. took like a year and a half to two years out of uh, my life in a way, Mm -hmm. because I Mm -hmm. was so inundated in in that environment for so long that you just get numb and it just keeps yes. going that like I was losing out on life. I couldn't mm-hmm. volunteer like I do now. I couldn't give back. I couldn't even right. pick up a book to read something that I, so yeah. I can fill my cup up. Like that was mm-hmm. just, I couldn't do it. I just yeah. didn't have that yeah. space to do that. And mm-hmm. I'm like, never again. I'm not yeah. doing that. Um, I love that. Mm, I so. love that. It's, <laughs> it's honoring, honoring ourselves and stepping into that power. Right. And we, as women, we have a tendency not to do that, but if we can honor ourselves and make a plan, right? Nobody's, unless you're in danger, if you're in danger, you need to get out. But if, (laughs) you know, if you're not in danger, at least give yourself the, the grace to make a plan. Right. Just don't hurt you because you're mad at them. (laughs) Right. Right. (laughs) But, 
make a plan because yeah. you always have a choice. Companies will make you think you don't. They'll make you think, and they they call that's they call them golden handcuffs for a reason, right? They'll keep paying you more and more and more yeah. because you feel like you can't leave because the money is so good. Right. How much is that money worth? Is it worth five years of your life? Is it right. worth not seeing you know your kids or not getting a right. dog or not going on that trip? Is it what is it? Right. What is it worth? And only you can answer that question, right? Right. Only you can answer that question. So Sherry, Absolutely. this has been so insightful and so amazing. And I am so grateful for this time. Thank you to Michelle who introduced us yes. um, all about the network, which is so yeah. awesome. So thank you. Thank you. Thank you so much um, for being here and for giving some of your time to us. If you have been listening and, and, and getting her story, I wish you the opportunity to stand in your power. I wish you the opportunity to really take control and know that you do have choice and you do have power and you don't have to enable someone else in their treatment of you that is unacceptable. So Sherry, hopefully we can do it again. Yes, definitely. Yeah, that would be awesome. so much, yes. <laughs> and we will, for those of you watching or listening, watching the video or listening to the podcast, thank you so much for tuning in. Definitely give us a like, give us a review, let us know what else you'd like to hear. We'd love to hear from you. Thanks so much, and we'll catch you next time. You have been listening to The Rutledge Perspective. Thank you for tuning in. If we've given you a new perspective or helped you clarify your own, please give us a five-star rating. You can find more information about this and other episodes of the show on laurelrutledge.com slash podcast, and you can subscribe to the show where you get your favorite podcasts. You can also follow me on social media. Oh, and if there's someone you think would enjoy or benefit from the Rutledge perspective, please pass it along. Thank you for tuning in. 